Welcome to Humans of Twitter, a podcast where we discover the stories behind the people behind the Twitter accounts. People that are interesting, opinionated and surprising. I'm your host, Steve Malk, and today I'm speaking with someone who describes themselves as one-third of at Collective Noun underscore on Hit Network, a pinch of at Brisbane Lions and one cup of flour. Mix and bake at 180 degrees. Humans of Twitter is their stories, in their words, in a little more than 140 characters. Please welcome today's addition to the Humans of Twitter list, Dominic Fay. Thank you so much, folks. How often do people, when they're in this podcast and hear their bio right out, get their phone out instantly to change it? Well... <laughs> Metaphorically, almost everyone. <laughs> yes, right, okay. I wrote that in 2012, and yes. I've just updated it with my different jobs throughout the time, and I I don't think I'm happy with that anymore. I think that needs a revamp. Do you How need about, to workshop it? Can we just drop the podcast? Can you and I workshop some different Twitter bios <laughs> for the next half hour? Well, what do we need to include? Your collective noun stuff on hit, that's fair. Sure, We've got to talk okay, about that. Yep, yep. We've got to talk about Brisbane Lions, because who wouldn't? Sure, I mean, they're not a great team to support. It's been a rough few years, but we can talk about them. Wow, fair weather friend. <laughs> oh, I'm still there every week, but it's depressing. Don't you have on-ground responsibilities? Not anymore. No, I've, I've stepped away. <gasps> Cut from it out. Year. I wouldn't even have it then. Yeah, I reckon they're, I reckon they're done from the bio. I reckon I just they're It's gone. all about the job, the thing that pays you. Yeah, that's In fact, true. I would differentiate. I know that your show, <laughs> and we're getting real deep now, but your show is called Collective Noun, isn't mm. it? But the stuff that you guys then do independently is also under the guise or banner of Collective Noun. Yes, oh, The is. drinks are here. This is oh, what we're here for. Yes. Um, tea. That's me. Thank you, man. Thank you. That's, uh, as you can probably hear there, I've ordered a tea because I, as I've been telling you, Mulks, I have just come off the back of a, a cold and I'm a bit of a hypochondriac, so I'm having yeah, green tea today. Echinacea and get the <laughs> hell out. Well, well, I think we can revisit this. Yes. I, I'm not so sure. I like the cooking metaphors, the stuff that's there. Yep. But we definitely need to lean heavily on actual job and promoting actual job and where you can hear actual job. That's not a bad idea. Uh, there's no time slot there, really. There's mm. there's very little information in that box. Don't even mention that Collective Now does anything on YouTube. No, I don't. I, or I, Facebook. Do you know what? I've let myself down and I've let the team down. And I feel like we should call in the other two-thirds <laughs> and go, guys, Dom's got something he has to tell you. Oh, jeez. Look, I mean, I'll be honest. I don't think it's the worst bio I've heard. Yes. Um, but it's not great. And no. I will well, be spending the, uh, the weekend ahead just in a locked in a room in a conference myself. and we, uh, we both know people that you could pay that mm. would help you write a better one. That's true. Uh, and some would say, as a content creator, shouldn't I be able to write a better one myself? And you know what? <laughs> that is a very fair call. But, uh, you know, we can't do everything in this world. <laughs> Except create content which you're paid to do. <laughs> yeah, sure. Dom, in social settings, how do you introduce yourself? Ooh, um, do you know, the funny thing is, I'm rarely these days in social settings where I'm not already known. So, yeah? as in, like, I, I stick very closely to my social groups. Mm -hmm. I'm, um, I'm not a... Do you know, I'm not a big partier. I'm not a big uh, event attender. So it's rare that I have to do a lot of introducing. You don't have a lot of responsibility related to, to particularly work. work stuff now where you have to be and you have to go, hi, I'm um, a guy that you never hear. Oh, to be honest, most of the people in the building who don't know who I am or, or things like that, I'll just give them an awkward nod as I walk past because they're not going to be listening at 11pm at night. And no. I'm not going to be really, let's be honest, that interested in how the sales team did this quarter. So the conversation's not going to be riveting. Yeah, um, they're not targeting stuff that it, that needs to be, you know, hey, can you do this live read for yeah. such and such at 11.10? Exactly. Harvey Norman hasn't come to them with a $500,000 budget. <laughs> so there's, really, there's little we have to do with each other. So, I mean, sometimes I have awkward conversations with them, but I guess if I was to introduce myself, I would probably reference the fact that uh, I'm on the radio when everybody else is asleep. 
That's yep. kind of my... That's a go-to line. And I think I'd, uh, that's a good one. That works. That but there's obviously job. people listening, though. There are some. And, look, I'm really grateful for everyone who does listen in. The shift workers, the uni students of mm. Australia. Um, I kind of... I've always loved late nights. I'm a late night person. Do, do you think your, audio, your audience gets you? Like you guys in mm. what you present? Um, that's a good question. We've only been doing this national slot for... Oh, a month or so, maybe coming up on two months now. Yeah. So it's still early days, but I certainly felt like when we did it in Brisbane for a little while before that, that they did. Yeah. Um, you know, and and it's interesting because uh, we do sometimes some political jokes. We do uh, we, we take politicians out of context a lot of the time, and I was uh, I guess I was worried would that work on a commercial hit network radio station, mm. but it has. Like people seem to enjoy it. So um, for the most part, they do. I won't lie. Sometimes. We throw to the phones and nobody calls. <laughs> um, but that, look, that's the nature of the beast of working at eleven o'clock at night. And uh, surely you would spot, like you know, study vacation times though pretty heavily in your schedule because it would be at that moment when you get the caffeine pill hepped up, mm. uni student. Hey, I'm studying for a law exam. <laughs> well, what I will say is you certainly get some of the more interesting people late at night, and you can almost you can almost categorise them. Yeah. Because you get a lot of uh, you get a lot of truck drivers. Great. And whenever someone's location comes up on the screen, and our producer Michael is it in as the Hume Highway. I'm like, this guy's going to be fun to talk to. Um, not exactly on demo, <laughs> as we've learned a few times. Mm. Uh, I think our station targets a 27-year-old female, so mm. we've got Barry, who sounds in his late 70s there. <laughs> Driving a truck up the yeah, Hume Highway. Giving nice us his work, thoughts Barry. on, uh, on wait, meeting the, the partner's parents. It's, mm. uh, it certainly uh, makes it interesting radio. Well, but... it's a bit tough for me, because my <laughs> partner's parents are in Thailand, and I've never met them. Yeah, well, you know what? It, it is that sort of thing. Of you do regularly get people who you're not expecting to get. Do you know mm, what I mean? Yeah. Like if you're in the, the time slots where normal people are doing normal things, yep. you'll get them to call in your radio show. Sure. But, but like if you're up at between 11 pm and 1 am. You also can't ask normal questions at 11 pm, right? Yeah, well, that's another thing as well. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I'm thankful for the Uber drivers as well. We get Uber drivers. Yeah. You know, these sorts of people who... I, I've always loved the... Because there hasn't really been much... There's been a few shows come and go, but there hasn't been much in the way of late-night radio in Australia yep. for some years, especially live late-night radio. And so I kind of... I love the fact that you can kind of provide something for these people. And cause it's, a, you know, earlier in the day, maybe you're driving with... You're doing a drop-off or you've got friends mm-hmm. in the car or whatever. But most people late at night, I think, are in the car on their own. So it's kind of nice to be able to provide something, helping yeah. keep them awake. Yeah, keeping keeping them awake and keeping us awake. It's a, it's a double benefit, really. I have, and this is a little bit esoteric. Has anyone? fallen asleep mid-shift yet? Uh, of the three of us? Mm-hmm. No, no, the energy levels are pretty good. Um, we all get through it in our own ways. I basically drink about my body weight in water each show. Mm-hmm. I just get a bottle of water and I refill that so many times. It's almost like a habitual thing. Um, Michael is always running around. He's got so much to do every night so he doesn't have a chance to sleep. And Zach brings in some of the most unusual snacks every mm-hmm. night that they seem to keep him going. At the moment, he loves... Um, what is it? It's like those... Is it Cheerios or is it like Honeyos? It's, it's a cereal. He has a box of cereal that he just eats out of the box. Uh, most like nights. a dry snack. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that seems to keep him going. I don't know if he's okay with me talking about his snacking habits. We'll have to bring it up when we do his. Um, yeah, but, but he's a freak. Look, he, he has a whole little uh, snack section that he brings in every night. <laughs> snack and, section. you know, now I'm thinking we should bring that on the radio. Mm. I don't know why we haven't yet, but... Um, Given... <laughs> some of the stuff that he has done to you on air, oh, I'm yeah. surprised that you're not just aiming for every one of his foibles as they appear. Yeah, well, I guess that is, you touched on it there, that is the dynamic of Zach and I is, mm. um, I think we once described our radio show as Zach tells jokes and Dom's life is a joke. <laughs> and there is, there's a lot of truth to that, and I'm okay with that because, you know... Someone has to be the full guy, so, right? Someone has to be the full guy, and someone has to be George Costanza, and if that's my lot in life, then, you know, at least I'm in in, at least I'm in the cast, hey? Can't stand ya. <laughs> oh, I loved Seinfeld so badly. Mm. Now, this whole radio thing... Yeah. Because you have a very young voice, Dom. People might think that you're very young. How long have you been doing it, and how did you fall into it? <clears throat> um... Yeah, I don't know. I do have a high-pitched voice. Are there, like, people you can see about I that? never said high-pitched. I said young. No, but I do have. I've been wondering this. If you there can... would be hormonal doctors, I'm sure. Oh, that's not bad. I don't know. I don't know if it's, like, a, something I should embrace or something I should hide from. For a while there, Own it. when I was, like, early on it, I'll get to your question shortly. <laughs> when I was uh, getting started in radio, I did some work experience at, uh, at 4BC. Yeah. Oh, and that was still running. Um, 4BC. Yes. Good afternoon. And uh, anyway, I was in there, and I did try to change my voice to sound lower for a a while. Nice. Uh, are there still somewhere rolling around on my computer? I've got demos of me trying to do like an AM uh, sports talk. Oh, this is Dom Fade. I'm here to tell you about the latest results from the Lawrence. Well, do you know when, like, uh, in school plays, when a kid will wear their dad's suit or something yes. like that? It sounded so the equivalent good. of that, right? Yeah, the vocal equivalent yes. of an oversized suit. <laughs> exactly. That's what it sounded like. And, um,. So, yeah, no, I think I'll just stick with my voice for all its faults and, and benefits. But I, I would do it. Have a look at, at the current trend in voiceover talent mm. who are doing, like, not necessarily your Roger Courses talking about Hyundai, um, but your Adam Zwaz, your Samuel Johnsons, like, mm. all of these guys, you hear their voices, and the reason why they're being used is because they've got that unique something that makes people go, that's not a voice. It's not the standard, you know, tonight on nine kind of, you know, voice. It's It's got a quirk in it or it's got a something like yeah. Sam's got a you know, little bit of a lisp and Zwari's got that sort of um, kind of roughish edge that again kind of seems a bit obtuse for what the, the tone of his voice is. Yeah, but I think also we've seen in my opinion like radio recently everything's moved more and more towards authenticity. Like yes. People want to hear a real person, you know what I mean? They want yep. to hear... They want to hear that I drink strawberry nest quick, you know, a few times a week. Sure. Right? That's what the, you want to hear the truth of that. You yeah. don't want me to pretend I'm going out for beers with the boys every Friday night and uh, <laughs> you know, because it's just that's not me. When I'm actually going home <laughs> to have a nice big cup of strawberry nest quick. Exactly. And and my voice is the authentic me. So yeah. you know, I guess uh, I guess I'm stuck with it uh, for how long until I finally go through puberty? <laughs> it's just to happen soon. <laughs> I've been waiting some years, so we're waiting. <laughs> Um, oh, look, I I went, when I was, like, in high school, probably, like, year eight, year nine through yeah. year 12, I was the, the world's biggest Tamish and Andy fan. Yep. So I had a little uh, portable radio, and I would, every afternoon, I'd go out uh, onto the, the veranda at my, my house. Yep. I'd sit in a hammock that I had there. Great. And I'd listen to Hamish and Andy's full two-hour show. Mm. Listen from start to finish, including the ads. I didn't stop for the ads. Mm. I would push through. And I don't think I missed much of their show for, for those four or five years there. Um, and in me, that kind of planted a seed of... 
of I would love to do something like this, but it was. Yeah. I probably goes back even a bit further than that. I had a, a friend at school, Sam Bowden was his name, who I haven't chatted to for some years now. He uh, he was kind of the the class clown type mm. of character. And I became friends with him in year 10 when we were sent on a month-long camp in the same core group. Great. And um, I don't know, I guess I became funny by association. Um, you know, and, and working with Zach now, I think I'm doing the same thing. So, and I'm happy to just surround myself with funny people. Sure. And hope that it kind of, the gloss kind of wears off on me a little bit. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. One thing led to another out of high school. I did a bit of stand-up comedy, which I was just awful at for like a few months. And then got into community radio. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the rest is history. I remember, and you may not. Oh yeah, here we go. Um, seeing Will Anderson at the comedy <laughs> festival one year. Yep. And uh, I was actually... I was going out to dinner or going off to do something with Will after his show. Mm. And Will's a very social guy, very lovely, happy to talk to pretty much anyone. Mm. And I didn't realise at the time, but I put two and two together, and I mean years later, that there were these couple of young dudes (laughs) who were writing sketches and things that wanted to catch up with Will. And Will was like, oh, just give us a second. I just want to talk to these guys. Um, Yeah, I don't care. That's fine. Mm. And... It was this really earnest, because I sat away from it, but had it in the issue, this really earnest discussion about comedy and writing comedy and, and sort of that kind of stuff and, mm. and what's funny or how do, how do you build towards a punchline or, or add to a joke mm. so that it grows and grows in, in that kind of context. And, uh, and Will was like, oh, there's just these two young guys that have been emailing me and I, I just want to, I want to encourage them and, and you know, they're, they're really nice and genuine and, and I want to uh, give them props for that and, and if I can help them then I'll help them. I thought that was really lovely. Mm. It was you! It was me. It was me and uh, two of the other guys I think who I was doing a comedy festival show with, which by the way, I was one year out of high school. The thought that I was ready to do a comedy festival show is just the most hilarious notion. Well, now you look back and go it is, but I... at the time, believe in yourself, brother. Well, I mean, absolutely. I can't imagine the show was any good, but... <laughs> But it was it, it, it happened. Yeah, the tickets were sold and people, people turned up. Mostly family and friends. They had a time. Exclusively family and friends, I think. But you know what? It's uh, it counts for something. But no, it's interesting because I guess I mean that goes back further. But my 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 love of comedy, I grew up on that. I guess yeah. you know, like Lana Woodley was a big part of my childhood. Sean McAuliffe. Oh, mm. like watching the McAuliffe program is some of my earliest comedy memories. Um, the UK TV show The Sketch Show. Yep. Lee Mack, Tim Martin, I think yeah, Peter yeah. was in the season of it the, there's some sketches in that which just so strongly stick in my mind so I guess long before radio became an interest comedy was always a, yeah. a strong passion um, but yeah I, I don't know I that's that's probably some sort of the first three years of my life out of high school was I just sent a lot of emails to a lot of people um, and probably bugged a lot of people uh, but a you lot managed, of the time. You managed to transition, do that magical thing that everybody that, <laughs> that wants to get into media or, or yeah. ra- particularly radio, you, you managed to go from community radio to, air quotes, real radio. Yeah. How did you do that? Um, well, that was an interesting one. So Sam, who I was doing radio with at the time, so I've done mm. a lot of comedy uh, with him since we left school. We yep. were friends in school together. Him and I have been doing uh, community radio in Brisbane for a little while, and I, for some reason, thought we were ready to email audio to Dave Cameron, who's like the head of the network, the hit network, basically. Yeah. Uh, listeners of Hamish Danny would know him as Grumpy Dave. Yep. Um, 
I thought, you know, when I found his email, I thought I'd cracked the code. I'd found the SEA email template. Yeah, yeah. And I was so proud of myself that day. I thought, I've cracked the code. We can contact him directly. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no one else has this, and mm. I've, I've stumbled across no it. No one will have done this ever. This is That's all it takes. The secret is having the email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. being good. It's just having the email. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think Sam and I had done, like, a month on community radio. Oh, wow. Uh, I was just 18. So you were ready? I was ready. You know, put me in. Uh, surely, 4 to 6 p.m. nationally, I'm ready to go. <laughs> Hamish um, and Andy will need time off. <laughs> we can fill that void. Uh, so I sent some audio through to him and a few other, I guess, radio bigwigs, which I um, have endlessly regretted doing because I think that wasn't the best first impression because uh, mm. the audio was naturally awful. Yeah, yeah. Um, the content wasn't great either, I'm no, sure. everything was awful. Yeah. Everything about there's not one redeeming feature in what I sent to, to him and the other radio bosses. Except that they now all have it. Well, that, yes, so that as yes. your star continues to rise, <laughs> they can bring it up with you at some point and go, yeah. oh, oh, Dom, <laughs> remember back at the day when you sent me the thing? Well, so, so this is the, the, I guess the funny thing is I continued to send emails for sure. some time and um, I don't know why I did, really. I, I probably thought that was the secret to getting a job yep. instead of actually, as I mentioned, instead of actually being good at it, I thought <laughs> the secret was just bug them. Just emailing. To, yeah, sure. Emailing them and then sh- eventually they'll be like, I'm so sick of getting this kid's emails. What do you want to do? I'll pay you. Well, you just come in <laughs> and I'll give you a breakfast show. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then he, I found uh, the email of a guy called Mickey, who mm. uh, was at that stage the boss in Perth. Great. Uh, seriously, I found the I found every content director's email address in the country, and I'm including regionals. Wow. I had a spreadsheet of about 200 email addresses. Dom. Oh, I was uh, I was obsessive over. You've this. missed a real opportunity. <laughs> Not only had you collected and collated them, but you put them into a marketable form <laughs> that you could have then sold to so many other people like yourself. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I've still got it. I don't know. Radios are very... People transition in and out of radio quickly, so most of them are probably irrelevant email addresses. <laughs> but I still have it. Um, anyway, and, and of all the emails I sent out, Mickey was the one who replied. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I'm eternally grateful that he did. I still don't entirely know why he did, because mm. it still wasn't great. Sure. But he got in touch with the guy who was running Brisbane at the time and said, get these guys in. And wow. then a few months later, Mickey got promoted to the boss of Brisbane, and we were there and one thing led to another and uh, yeah I guess that's how we got into commercial radio but to be honest the commercial radio thing oh like it was very much a work experience thing until probably if I'm honest probably like mid late last year yeah um yeah, like Sam and I did bits and pieces, different shows, late nights here and there. And then you cut him loose. Well, it, you know, it's funny. They don't tell you this, but the people you're friends with in high school, you might not exactly have the same interest as, you know, six years later when you figure out who you are. <laughs> and Tim and I still got on great, mm. but it's like you just didn't have, uh, I guess, similar interests, similar passions. And, yep. And that's how life works. And Zach and I were kind of at the same time. So Zach, who we met at, mm. at the community station, at the same time, Zach and I were doing a lot together and I guess, yeah, I don't know. It all kind of happened pretty quickly that the show moved from me and Sam to me, Sam and Zach to me and Zach. And um, then pretty quickly after it became Zach and I, uh, yeah, things started escalating and we got offered real jobs. And uh, for the first time probably the past few months, I can actually say that I've turned this into a career and my parents are off my back about uni. It's a great life. It's like you're a responsible adult (laughs) and everything. It's got the image of that at least. (laughs) That's all that it needs. A facade. Yeah. I'm always intrigued, and and I don't want to labour it, so we Mm. will move on, but I'm always intrigued by people's 
coming into the thing that they love stories. Mm. And that's why it's been really valuable to hear that, Dom. Thank you. Uh, you. You mentioned at the time, though, that you were doing, starting to do more and more with Zach. Yes. Now, given that, as you said, you'd met doing community stuff, mm. how does that then transition or become Collective Noun? Yeah. The origins of Collective Noun, that's a, that pretty much, I think Zach deserves all the credit for this. My memory's not great all the time. Because it's I'm, a great name to start with. Well, you'd think it has a great name, like a great backstory to that name, wouldn't you? Genius. No, you guys have just spitballed names. Oh, we yeah. need a name. We had two, we, we narrowed, oh, I'm not sure if I can reveal this, we narrowed it down to two names. We wanted a cool name, right? Yeah. We narrowed it down to Collective Noun, and the other one we had was Dry Clean Only. Was the other name we were Which is at. still great. It's a good name, and we quite liked it because we thought it was cool for logos. And yeah, yeah. The reason we went against it ultimately was because we thought it could be summing, uh, summarising our comedy style, dry and clean only, yeah. and we didn't think that was great. Don't want to be pigeonholed. No. So collected down one, and I'm glad it did. Um, yeah, 100%. So, uh, so Zach is, he's a few years older than me. At 96.5, the community station we were at, um, is this wind going to be a problem? I don't think the wind's fine. I think our problem's going to be as if it decides to rain, we're under, a, <laughs> like, a tin roof. Oh, well, that looked atmospheric Australian uh, nature sound. We may have a sign-off that sounds like... <laughs> anyway, we'll worry um, about it if we get to it. Well, so, yeah, so, so Zach was doing the night show at 96.5. Yeah. Um, and Michael was one of the junior techs there. Well, Sam and I were doing the Saturday breakfast show. Yeah. So it was kind of... We were all, like, in and around the building... And we all, so Zach knew that I was, and Sam had very much an interest in comedy. Yep. And not many people in that building really did. Yep. Um, should we it started, it's fine yeah, for now. That's fine, okay, you, you monitor the As audio. long as you talk, it's yes. not going to focus on that. No worries. Um, so, so Zach got in touch with me early 2014. Yeah, yeah. And said, I'd love to work on writing some sketches and, you know, doing some YouTube videos with, with you and Sam and Michael. Yep. Just happens to be an amazing cameraman. Just well, happens. Just happens. Very helpful. Very helpful. How about we form a group together? And I can, um, I can vividly remember the, the first meeting of Collective Noun was... Because at this stage, Sam and I had left 96.5. Zach, yep. Zach and Michael were still there. The first meeting of Collective Noun was at the Newmarket McDonald's. Nice. Um, in, in, Please tell me it was in the playroom. The <laughs> no, I wish it had been. No, the meeting was in um, was just out the front of of the McDonald's there in the outdoor area, and we yep. just tossed around these awful ideas now in hindsight. But I remember feeling for the first time like, oh yeah, this is like this is that creative collaboration that every I guess creative person desires, you know? Like, yep. like there was such a clear chemistry in the group. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. And we started making YouTube videos. Uh, wow. uh, I think our first one was Radio Announcer on a Date. Really? Um, yeah, which Gosh. was uh, script Zach had written a little while ago for another friend of ours and he'd yeah. been sitting on. And it was interesting because, you know, the, the response we got to that pretty instantly, I think that one video alone earned more respect for, for us in the radio industry than any... Than the, whole sum of everything we've done before. Yes. Rightfully so, because that's what the world is now. Yeah. And also that was very good, and I don't think anything else we've done has been very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not even good. Um, <laughs> but, but, but yeah, and then, so that was like, that was the first step of Collective Now. And the second step was chatting to someone down in Melbourne at the Melbourne radio station who said, you should do it weekly, commit to doing a, we a weekly video. Which, which is big did. pressure. Big pressure, but he said that's how you build a fan base, so yep. we did that. And then at the end of 2014, um, Zach made the 
Some would say brave. Some would say stupid decision, seeing as he is married and has a rent to pay and a wife to support, uh, to step away from his full-time job at 96.5 and just go headfirst into collecting now. Wow. So, um... So, and while that's happening... Yes. You're still juggling job... Well, so uni he stuff. Yeah, oh, I'm still doing part-time uni yep. at that stage, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so Zach was going to come, going to come on board as the creative producer of the yes. Sam and Dom show. Uh, and Michael was going to join us as well. And we're going to kind of do everything we did full-time. Yep. Um, then, I guess, a few things You're happened. the original Chaser boys. Yeah. Well, no, well, then the awkward thing that kind of happened was we all thought we were going to have a late-night show five nights a week in mm-hmm. Brisbane in 2015, and then they put on a national late-night show for Melbourne, mm. and suddenly Zach has just left his job, and there's no, no show for us income. to do. income. Yeah. yeah. So there wouldn't have been much income for the Brisbane show, if I'm honest, anyway, but there would have been sure. something to do. Yeah, yeah, so yeah that's right. It would right. have felt like a purpose, at least. Yeah, and, and honing the craft and doing sure. all of the things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we did 5 to 7 a.m. Saturday and Sunday in Brisbane for a little while there. Good. Which is just an awful time. <laughs> oh, look, it's when everyone is listening. It is peak mm. weekend. Oh, like, like seriously, those 5 a.m. shows were just... Some of, that, that was, that's the hard yard. So people ask me what's the hard yard. And I know compared to some people who've gone to, you know, the middle of nowhere and done five years, it doesn't sound like hard yards. Mm. But, geez, we were not getting many calls at 5 a.m. And, <laughs> and also, because uh, most of our show, we did a lot of sketches. Yep. So it took a lot of preparation. So my alarm was going off at 1.30 on a Saturday oh. and Sunday morning. Oh, and I'm a late-night person, so oh. I was going to sleep before midnight, right? So wow. just absolutely knocked you about. Yeah. Um, anyway, and then mid-2015, we had this moment, largely driven by me, uh, I think, but I think everyone saw it, which is like... We're working with Zach, who is one of the most, like, creative, funny people you'll ever meet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it is absolutely stupid that he is not on the radio show as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, why is he writing sketches? He's the funniest part member of the group. He should be on the show. <laughs> right? What are, we do- what are we doing here? Yeah. Um, and so we started doing some demos with Zach on board and... Um, that rain is getting louder. I hope this might be nice. It's all right. Look, see the nice little VU meter is just telling us that it's okay as long as one of us is talking. Yep. It's background noise that no one cares about. I, I think that's quite nice to listen to us talk over rain hitting a tin it's roof. Very Queensland. It's how I've always wanted to do a podcast. So this is a dream for me. Laugh and think that yeah. this is Australia. <laughs> um, so yeah, mid twenty fifteen, we did some demos with Zach on the show. Great. <laughs> And, yeah, I guess started doing the three-man show. Yep. That went on for about six months. Yep. Um, and then it became Zach and I, and, and the rest, as I said before, is history, you know? With with the Collective Now sketch stuff, though, that didn't stop just because you were getting into radio and doing In fact, if anything, it probably accelerated. Mm. And you got some really good... Um, Traction, some good pickup from a broad parts of Australian internet following people yeah. because you guys delivered not only some really funny videos, it is now actually getting louder. <laughs> There's thunder, there is heavy rain. Um, you We're know not what? dead yet. Let's just drop the podcast and record this and release it as a nature sound CD. <laughs> <laughs> For those who like the sound of rain, sell it in Australian Geographic or something. Just endlessly loop that for the next hour. Um, but yeah, it wasn't just that you guys were writing good stuff, but you were writing stuff that was topical and picked up on yeah. stuff that was happening. Like, I think your G20 video, was that the first big one that took yeah, off? Yeah, yeah. So, what? Now it's getting louder. 
I'm gonna yeah, I, I'm gonna briefly check the radar. It might be worth like us ordering food and picking up. All right. Well, let's we'll pause this now. Yes. With the view that we'll pick up, we have to talk about the G20 thing. Yes. All right. And we're back, and the rain has passed, <laughs> and we'll see how we go. As I was saying to Dom in the break, um, this is the first time we've had to do a two-parter, so mm. it's going to be interesting to see how I put this together. Well, we, ha- we got to do an interval, and I think that's nice, because, you know, as all intervals do, they give you a chance to go to the toilet, get yes. a drink. And order some lunch. Order some lunch, as we have done. Really dangerously, though, mm. there was kind of, there's so many questions I have to ask you, but I'm not recording, so I can't <laughs> ask you those questions. But we will pick up on the one, uh, so for Collective Noun, yes. for them coming into the fray, mm. it really was that G20 video that kind of got you some bigger audience vision, wasn't it? That, like, that is... Uh, it sounds, like, nerdy, but that was a great day. That, I loved that the day that that blew up. Because, so what, what was the video about, for those that may not have seen it? Well, so the G20, obviously, the meeting of all the leaders, world leaders, in Brisbane. Um, this is November 2014. So this is, like, five years into doing comedy. Mm. And... Uh, comedy! Comedy, as you'd call it, yeah. whatever content creation, trying to do comedy, mm. um, and really having gone nowhere. Like, yeah. Absolutely nowhere. As, you know, right, rightfully so. You're not meant to in your first five years. Someone but still say, early yeah, days for Collective Down, right? Very early days. Well, six months, I think, into Collective Down. Yeah. We've done maybe 10 videos, maybe 15 sketches. Um, Which is a great hit rate, to be fair. Yes. To have, like, your 10 or 11th video well, so I get some big attention. I don't think we've done much or maybe not even anything topical up to that point. Yeah. Um, but and that would be fair, I think, because it'd yeah. be lots of great situational stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nothing about... Oh, it's raining. Let's do a thing about rain and put it out on Dad Rains. Yeah. Well, this was the whole thing. Is we were doing sketches that you that you know maybe we, you could see on a TV sketch show, mm. right? That they were evergreen. They yep. existed in a vacuum, whatever, right? Instead of something that literally made was was relevant to that day's news or that day's conversation. Yep. So. Anyway, I remember having a chat with Zach a month or two out from the G20 saying, we should do something on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And part of that came from the thinking of, we'd heard, I think, that all of the major TV networks were dedicating, like, news, almost 24-hour news coverage, or not rolling news coverage, at least, to the G20 for those Well, it was days. big. Obama was coming. Yeah. Um, we had a bunch of... Uh, Putin was going to be there. Yeah. There were huge, like, Matt, world leaders coming to Brisbane. But, but, but this was the, the thing we realised, was they're not going to have a lot to feel. They're going to be looking for content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they will be looking for something to play, especially the first day when the, the motorcades haven't even arrived yet. Yeah, yeah. What are they covering? Well, they've got people out at the airport, as we learned, they yeah. have people out at the airport <laughs> exactly. watching planes land and going, I think that could be the Prince of Nigeria. <laughs> yes? No. No, it's just an African-American. But, <laughs> well, exactly. And so, But this was the, the I guess, the situation was, was Zach came up with this concept. What if we were to do, like, a Welcome to Brisbane video, mm. the kind of thing that you would imagine you would see uh, if you if when the world leaders get to their hotel rooms they turn yeah. the TV on this there is their playing for them sure so that's that was kind of you know when you go to a hotel and they'll have like a they'll tour the hotel for you in the video there back in the day mate some airlines as you were coming into the place that you were going to right like ladies and gentlemen mm. you know please make sure your seatbelts fast ready to land cue video of welcome to sunny Proserpine or whatever yes. the place was and that was so that was the thinking of the video and um, the the we went out on a Sunday because we did at this stage Zach was still working 96.5 and we were working late nights at at B105 as it was at the time Um, so we went out on a Sunday and we we filmed it and we we wrote the jokes that morning right so we we met in the morning we wrote the jokes and went out and filmed them it was like um, 
I guess once you had the premise, the jokes came to because we've we've, oh, all, yeah. we've grown up in Brisbane. We know what's funny about Brisbane. And, and you got some great iconic shots of Brisbane in yeah. doing it. Like you stood at Kangaroo Point Cliffs. This yeah. is Brisbane. Here's all of the things. Um, and two of the jokes I think actually were written while filming. We're standing here. Oh. We need a joke. And so Perfect. one where there's one joke where I say, "Why not try the story bridge climb, the second best bridge climb in the country of both available?" Right? <laughs> that was that was on the spot. The other one, which was probably my favourite joke in the the video. I I've heard some other comedians do it since, so but I think we did it first, but I'm not sure about this. I'll own it. Say so you did. <laughs> this becomes authoritative now. Um, is Zach standing in front of the, for people not in Brisbane, the much maligned uh, Clem 7 Tunnel? Yes. Uh, saying, uh, the Clem 7 Tunnel named after the number of cars that have used it, right? Yep. So that was done on the spot, because like, we need a joke about the Clem 7, what have we got? Yep. Um, and uh, Easter egg for those keen-eyed Brisbane viewers watching it, uh, we're actually standing in front of the Airport Link Tunnel doing that joke. <laughs> so <Just> conveniently, the <laughs> signs aren't in shot. And... Well, there was no good way to, sh- uh, to frame or to shoot the Clem 7 yeah. Tunnel, so we went well, safely. Yes, yeah, safely. And we found a good one for the Airport Link Tunnel, so that worked out well, um, I think, as your lunch arrives here. Oh, awesome. Oh, um, thank you. Tip. Great. Okay, okay. Thank you. Um, and so, yeah, so we we went out, we filmed it. We probably, because we'd never had anything. I think Zach had done something with a cheat. He'd made a Cheeto cannon a year or so before. Yes, yep. Where he fired Cheetos at his face with, like, a propelled Which fan. was crazy stupid, yep. Yep. And so he had a bit of, I think that got 15,000, 20,000 views, and mm-hmm. BuzzFeed America did something with it. So yep. that got a, that was a, an element of, I guess, going big to an extent. Mm-hmm. But no, we'd never really... Some traction, if yeah. you will. Well, we never really had anything go very well. Nothing really get outside of our horizons, our boundaries. Mm. So we uploaded this one, and uh, it was kind of nuts how it happened. I was panelling the breakfast show at B105, at that stage, Labby 7 Abbey, their OB the next morning. That's our broadcast. Great. Um, so I was panelling for them when um, one of the guys in the content team at the station buzzes through to the studio and says, you guys are the front page on the Career Mail website. Nice. And I was like, well, like, like uh, I thought he was joking. Mm. I had no, because this had never happened before, mm-hmm. right? And so I quickly, get, you know, I think I missed. And it's 2014. Yeah. What does that even mean? Have they found something about my past <laughs> that's now put me on the front page <laughs> the of the Dream Play Expose? Yeah. yeah. Well, no. So I went there, and um, oh, you did. I went to the <laughs> I went to the Crew Mail website. I think actually, Labby wanted me to fire off a sound effect that I missed because <laughs> I was doing that. But anyway, sorry, Labby. Um, but I, I went there, and then kind of we started realised this is blowing up, you know, mm-hmm. and then we, Channel 7 interviewed us for the nightly news yep. that night about it, and it ended up on like I think 200,000 views on YouTube, another 300 or 400,000 on Facebook, so, um, wow. you know, that was like that was a large chunk of Brisbane, I guess, had yeah. seen it. And a great um, start, let's be fair, that early in the career of the stuff. Yeah, yeah, look, we were, um, thank you so much, um, yeah, we were we were blown away by what was happening, and um, honestly, it was the success of that video that probably prompted Zach to think about leaving 965 and going and collecting now in full time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that was, that. I always will look back on the G21, that was kind of a pivotal, that was a bit of a, a changing moment for us, I think, because mm. it was like... Like, um, oh, yeah, th- this genuinely could work. You know, and people mm. actually could like what we do. Um, What's been your most popular one to date? Ooh, that's a tricky one. <laughs> There's this, like, 15-second video we have mm. of a life hack for people with pale skin, and it's Zach with a paint roller rolling mm. sunscreen on his face. I think that has, like, 50 million views. Oh, God, <laughs> what? <laughs> that, that blew up, right? So, mm. they 
That one probably. Um, Please tell me you've monetized your YouTube channel. Well, no, that was fa- most. We do most through Facebook these days. <gasps> How do you make money out of that? We don't. Well, our whole thing is we make money from the radio show. Our whole thing is building a fan base on Facebook because that's kind of what we. So need, you can sell them out, Dom. What? I mean, how do you make <laughs> money out of that? Well, because that, surprisingly, we kind of got the radio show more off or less the off the back off. of the yeah. Facebook following. Because they're like, hey, people like them. We'll give them a shot. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We've had a few. We did one recently, things mm. people never say in an office, which went really which well. Which was excellent, I have I to say. You. Full prop. I, I'm yet to see. Like, some of them I might look at and go, yeah, I think that's funny. And I'm, yeah, But, you know, in that affirming way, not like, ha-ha, that's really good. <laughs> just go, yeah, I get that. That's good work. Yeah, yeah. But then there's some others that are just sm- like bang on. I don't think you guys have missed really in the in the broadest sense with the the stuff you've done. It's really good in that oh, office. Oh, there have been some fun. misses. You reckon? <laughs> oh yeah, there have been some misses. There's like... some that are hidden from our YouTube channel. Now. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. Well, I don't know if we're sworn to secrecy. No, I'm, I'll talk to you about one of them. No one's listening. Um, yeah, that's true. My mum will be. I'm sorry about the in advance about the downloads on this one. It will just be my mum. That's right. Um, many many times. Uh, yeah, well, thanks, thanks, Mum. And, and I should say, she has been the most supportive mother in the mm. world. I, seriously, I've been doing this for six years now. My mum has heard every minute of every show, seen every serious? minute of every video. Oh, she is, she is my biggest supporter. And do you know what? I, I'm very happy with that. I'm very proud of that. She's not so. allowed to die. Mm. If she dies, then the listens on everything and the views will go way down. Yeah, I think yeah. she shows them to her friends at work. She's got at least 25,000 <laughs> fake Facebook accounts. <laughs> Um, I'll say there's this one video we did and to be honest I still think it's kind of funny but it didn't do well sensing tension this is early 2015 yeah the, the, the video name was Lost Keys right mm-hmm. now the idea was um, Zach, Sam and I were standing around in the house and I said uh, hey guys have you seen my keys and then we all like look around for my keys for 15 seconds and then I go hang on I don't have a car and we all laugh for like 10 <laughs> seconds right <laughs> and then and then I'm like hang on I don't have friends. And then they disappear. And I'm like, I don't have a house. And then I'm, you know, basically one yeah. thing disappears after another. And the end of the video is me and I'm a dog, right? And the whole thing's been going on inside that dog's head. I remember this one, yes. Right, so... I liked it. Well, thank you. It's um, it's much more surreal than we normally are. Oh, yeah, no, it's very esoteric. Yeah, that, that's not a normal style. It mm. was, I guess, playing with a different style. Um, I, do you know, I don't... It didn't do great with our following because I guess they... <laughs> They weren't expecting that from us, I don't think. They're not thinkers? Well, no, I think we're not thinkers. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the problem. Yes. Um, you know, I just, I don't know. There's some people who do surreal comedy so well, yeah. but it's a fine art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, look at what Auntie Donna do, and they mm. do it spectacularly well, you know? It's Sam like, Simmons. Yeah, absolutely, right? Yeah. You, you, you can't just, like, decide to dabble, to jump in that area for five minutes and jump out again. I think no, it's, it's a, a commitment. It's a, it's a lifelong commitment, you know? And, and um... Um, so that video, again, not a bad video, but I'd probably classify that in the long run as a miss. Yeah, yeah. And there's been one or two others, but... Well, no, more than one or two others. There's been quite a few others. But that's, um... There's this great Mitchell and Webb sketch. I'm not sure if you've seen it, where they're talking about the upcoming season. And they say, I had a revelation. I think this season we should do all hits and no misses. <laughs> I know last year we did some hits and some misses. <laughs> I think we should go 100% hits this time. Mm. And that's, you know, like, sketch comedy is really hard. Oh, yeah, it's fraught with danger. Oh, like, I mean, it's not brain surgery, but it's like... Like, it's, it's, a, it is a, it's a fine line between... That was really funny and, oh, guys, you're really trying too hard there. Yeah. And um, every week, every time we put a video up, we know we are we are possibly probably going to look back in six months and think, oh, 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's probably maybe 10 sketches that I look back on now, and I'm still like, that was really good. I'm yeah. really happy with that. Things like, um, we did one about Cards Against Humanity, yep. um, which I still love, which yep. is basically because it's the offensive card game. Yes. But it becomes personally offensive, so yeah. all the cards target me specifically. Mm. Uh, we did the Monopoly Housing Crisis with Ian McFadgen. Yes. Um, which is... Great get, by the way. Yes, well... Because comedy nerds everywhere just yes. went... <laughs> Well, it's the guy from all the things that we used to watch. You see, ABC 612 uh, did an afternoon segment in 2014 after our G20 video yeah. where they were talking comedy and they got us and Ian McFadgen on. And that's how we met Ian. And, um, yeah, he's he's just hilarious. I mean, he, he talking comedy with Ian McFadgen for, like, two hours one afternoon is just one of, some of the most fun you'll have. Oh, it's a masterclass. Um, so, yeah, so that was great. And, you know, then things like we did a video which w- would be one of our most popular before the, ele- the Australian election last year, which was um, if political parties ran the sausage sizzle on election yes. day. Yes. So it was like, um, you know, basically how every party would approach running a sausage sizzle. Yep. And, you know, really happy. That one went really well, and I still think there's a lot of great jokes in that one. Yep. Um, so, yeah, but I don't know. It's I think probably the lesson in the long run is that if you wait until you really think you're good enough, you'll be waiting forever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like just start doing stuff. Well, it's it's the that benefit. It's the benefit of the self-publishing era, isn't it? That that mm. you guys have been given a platform in YouTube and yeah. Facebook to go. You know what? If no one else thinks we're funny, fine. But if we don't create this stuff and put it out there, no one's going to know if we're funny. Well, you see, the, the greatest gift I had was the few years of 96.5, right? Because yeah, to measure gave, expectations. Well, it, it gave me the permission to be just absolutely awful when no mm. one was listening. And sorry to 96.5, but I don't think many people are listening at That's midnight. That's accurate. At, at midnight on 96.5, mm. right? Um, and so, you know... If you got thrown straight into the, you know, a primetime radio slot and you hadn't done this before, mm. that'd be so intimidating. Because everybody is awful at the, first, at the start. Yeah. And, uh, some say we are still awful, do you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, everyone's got an opinion. But it's, um, it just gave you me that space, and I think Zach would say the same, gave us that space to be just our worst before people were listening. And the videos as well. The first few months of videos gave us the space to be our worst yeah. before people were really watching. Yeah. And that um, that freedom is, uh, you know, that's that's good. It's helpful. I have so many more questions, Dom Faye. Mm. Uh, but what I will do is, if it's okay with you, let's reconvene at some point in the future. Yep. And let's let's do the second round and unpack a little more of you, because we have basically just <laughs> just covered your professional life. Um, but the and but the hilarity that that is, and the, the fun that very clearly you're having in it. So can we can we do that? Touch up later and do some more of that. Absolutely. Um, the radio part of my mind though is saying we should hook that episode. Yes. Do you want to like tease out like a one personal detail about my life that we can hook people to be listening in next time? Well, I'll give you this. This is my standard final question that will allow us to do that. Go for it. Dom, what are you going to achieve in the next 12 months? Hmm. Um, oh, geez. The next 12 months. For a man who asked me to ask him a question along <laughs> those lines, you are very underprepared for this. I really am. Um, oh, my biggest goal, mm. as absurd as this sounds, is just to get another contract at the radio station. Win! I don't really care what the time slot is. Dom really gets slurpees again. Yep. Just please keep paying me to do this job because I'm having so much fun. Mm. I'm working with great people and I would just love to keep this ride going as long as possible. Mm. Um, so that would be a great goal in the next 12 months. Um, in terms of things we're not currently doing, I mean... Ooh, well, there's one thing... 
When's this going up? Do you know when this... A couple of weeks from weeks? when we record. I can probably talk about this now then. Sure. Um, so we've been selected in ABC's Fresh Blood uh, initiative. Excellent. Right? So we're going to be making a few longer form sketches for the yep. ABC and getting some funding for that. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, probably... That's a perfect vehicle for you guys. Yeah, well, that, that's really... I mean, it would be great to be able to just focus on... You know, delivering something to because a lot when you're doing one a week, mm. it's quite a high turnover to actually spend some weeks planning a sketch and really putting yeah, yeah. into it. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Next twelve months, I'd, I'd like to think that the radio show can go from strength to strength, and that we can, um, I don't know, we can continue to to maybe go to the next level with videos in the sense of like, yeah. I don't know, do do something that is maybe has more. Uh, as much as I love things people never say in the office. <laughs> You know, it has some longevity, has mm. a sort of... Because this is, you know, I'm still showing Friends the Imaginary Friends sketch yep. from the sketch show, which if you haven't seen it, YouTube, oh, it's great. Imaginary Friends sketch, mm. the sketch show. It's incredible. Yeah. You know, and like, I, I um, you know, that's the dream, isn't it? That, that you could be making something one day that when people have friends over for dinner, they're like, hey, you have to watch this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it, it lives on like that. So... But I know that that is one of the wankiest things you can say. I want I want my creation to live on. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I, I I will regret hearing this back that I said that probably. But I don't know. Next twelve months, I'd, I'd like to just um, to be honest, just keep doing what I'm doing and hope that it continues because I'm loving it. Your mum will love it though. Um, you may cringe, but your mum will love it. <laughs> she will, and and also mum will be home a bit late today if you are listening in. So. <laughs> um, but but yeah, no. Look, it's future hall pass. It, it's been a, it has been a, a great ride so far, and I would like it to continue as long as it possibly can. Yeah, absolutely. Who wouldn't? Really? Yeah. Jeez, I'm grateful, and I'm don't want it to stop. Please, if my boss is listening, just whatever it takes. I'm, ha- I'm a, I will bribe you. And, sec- and secondly, hi Gemma. <laughs> you know, I, I can do things that are really good, maybe not on the FM format, but if you wanted to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> Um, hey Dom, mm. thank you so much for the chance to speak with you today. Please know the things that you've said are very special and you're highly valued, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. It's been good fun. It has been great fun. If people wanted to track you down on the internet or even see some of these collective noun hilarious videos, mm. how can they do that? I'm sorry, just finished your mouthful of halloumi. It's um, all right, I'm not editing it, so that's fine. <laughs> Um, oh well, easiest the, the best place is the Facebook page. Yep. Um, which for is, Collective Noun. Yeah, so just search for Collective Noun on Facebook. Um, I think there's a clothing brand called Collective Noun. If that's not us, um, safe bet. So yeah, just if you find the clothing brand, just look for the other Collective Noun. Mm. Um, that's pretty much where we channel most of the stuff through. Uh, I send people towards my Instagram or my personal Instagram or Twitter or stuff, but I don't really use them a lot, which is why I'm not sure I should really be on the Humans of Twitter podcast. But we can talk about that later. All you need is um, Twitter. Oh, it's actually a quick anecdote if I've got time. Please. Um, I so I've done a lot with the Brisbane Lions because I'm a massive. That's another thing that is a big part of my life. I'm a diehard AFL fan, mm. and I've done throughout the years. I've done podcasts for them. I've done their match day and sure, like yeah, that. yeah. And I I had this situation a few years ago when I started doing this that I got so many uh, like there were probably eighty percent of the people who are following me on Twitter are uh, Brisbane Lions supporters who want me to tweet about. Brisbane Lions issues, right? Sure. And so now I don't, I don't tweet much because I feel like what I want to tweet about is like maybe comedy or the, yep. the show or whatever it might be. But I'm like, 
if I don't send a tweet out talking about how I think Michael Close will go this season, then I'll get tweets back talking about the Lions and being like, what's going on here? Right? <laughs> so my Twitter's kind of this inactive, occasionally mm. touch thing. But um, so look, the best place is uh, collecting it on Facebook. And the one thing I would say is if you if you are listening, and again, my mum already knows this, so I don't know why I'm giving this plug, but um, the podcast, uh, we podcast every day, the radio show, it's about 25-ish minutes. Mm. And um, yeah, I mean, I think it's... Which is great to see the, the full body of your work every day boiled down to 25 <laughs> minutes. Hey, look, it's more productive than I've been in the past. So <laughs> 25 minutes is enough. Um, Proof of life. Yeah, look, I, I would just love to, you know, I, I'd, I'd love people to, to give the podcast a go because I think it's, um, you know, probably this has been the greatest gift of the past six months of the show. Mm. It's the first time I can say it's a show I would listen to yep. that I really enjoy. So, yeah, uh, that's just Collective Noun on iTunes. You can you can get that one there. And that's enough uh, self-publicity for this podcast. <laughs> um, but, yeah. This has been Humans of Twitter, and I can confirm that at Dom Fay, that's D-O-M-F-A-Y, is indeed human. <laughs>